Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 737. Hey, hardly a milestone. November 18th, 2021. 68 degrees was the high on this day on two occasions, 1904 and 1941. It was four below in 1891, and I noted significant snowfall. Seven and a half inches on this day in 1957. Woo! And now... From the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Um. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushima. May I ask a question? You may. Oh, I got it right this day. Our guy Rookie is here today. Mm-hmm. Rook, next week is Thanksgiving. Yep. When does Party Week officially begin? <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> kind of setting the stage. <laughs> setting the stage up. Uh, it, uh, the best was always the week of Thanksgiving, you driving Joe Insane. Well, let's not let's not encourage. No, I'm it. a professional. I'm a professional. Well, I'll, I'll choose. Yeah, I'll choose when I want to, and I'll choose when I'm going to really okay. go after you. And we then. are listened to by a wide variety of <laughs> people you. with a wide variety of professions, including Mary Hoffman, and, uh, uh, who is a uh, former English teacher. Hmm. And I must appease her. Uh oh, I'm in oh. trouble. Uh, her note reads, I'd listen to your podcast while taking my daily walk and thoroughly enjoy it. You and the gang have such a good time, and I laugh out loud at some of your antics and stories. On the November 16 show headline, the spelling should have been five legislators instead of five legislatures. Uh, did not take per diem in 2021. Yes, I am a former English teacher, just could not resist making the correction. And the only reason I bring it up is, A, uh, Reavers needed to be held accountable for that mistake. Mm-hmm. And two, wow. and two. yesterday we put a new system into place, didn't we? So that won't happen again. What was our new system? You're going to read me back everything yeah. so I can make sure it's but spelled correctly. We pretty much had been doing that. What What threw me off is I was typing too fast and I didn't see a squiggly line. When I see the squiggly line, then I go back and change it. <laughs> Mary, I can assure you it won't happen again. Yeah. Sorry, Mary. Oh, Mary. really? You're going to assure her? I'm... Well, wait, wait, well, wait. Uh, we don't know. Good, Thank you. Good I'm luck. I'm going to do the best I can. Let's can I go still the, say uh, crick? Is that okay with you I don't guys? care. Yeah. Let's go to the... Uh, <laughs> Let's go to the uh, the uh, Sculpture Garden Cherry file. Oh, yeah. Okay. You recall oh. that yesterday we learned that we have to ship the uh, cherry out to New York to get painted. Because apparently we don't have red paint. Nope. And I have a number of notes, including uh, Scott Matura out in Montana, who has a very good point. If we only have 10 years left, or, or sorry, maybe we have 11 years left before everything is up in flames, why are they painting the cherry with special UV productive paint as well as, get this, paint that can withstand harsh Minnesota winters? Hmm. The cherry, along with everything else, is going to be do- gone in 11 years. It seems to me there are much bigger things to worry about in our final 11 years on Earth than the look of a painted cherry and its protection against cold, harsh Minnesota winters. Another example of the lack of self-awareness of their own gaslighting hypocrisy. Well, he's correct. Okay. Why are we painting anything? What's the... Let it go. Let it all go to hell. Well, we might get burned, though. 
Lloyd writes, I read in the strip or somewhere the last painting of the cherry was in 09, as you said, but it was painted in Hugo, Minnesota at Industrial Painting Specialists. They do huge projects, including the Olympic Torch Tower for the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta. Uh, garage logicians, uh, garage lot, what? Garage. Did Reber spell that for you? I must have. <laughs> Need to be kept accurate. Glad to help. Okay, thank you. And uh, uh, Mark writes, link, let's link the cherry and AOC. Not sure if it is a link or just an observance about our hypocritical left-leaning cities. It's okay to ship a cherry a couple of thousand miles spewing tons of soot. But we should not provide a means of transporting the fuel for the truck or the crane needed to load the cherry nope. because of climate change. That's ah. right, Joe. All right. That's now a, let's, let's that's go. a gotcha. And what? if you follow the Garage Logic Twitter account, like all of us do, you'll notice that Bill provided us a photo yeah. of your head on the top of the spoon. I didn't know that. Yeah, I that was disturbing. I would not go to the sculpture gardens if that was the no. case. By now the way, speaking of AOC, Patrick got ripped. For voting for AOC, did you see that? Uh, somebody, a guy wanted me to call Patrick on the carpet for voting for AOC. I don't think he did. I, I think she's in New York. He might cast a ballot in another county. I'm covering a ball game, but I don't think he's going across country. Let's go now to the AOC file. Yesterday we played audio of AOC uh, lamenting the fact that the line three uh, is open, and she's opposed to it, of course. And Bert writes, "Listen, old bean." I must take umbrage at your disparagement of bartenders in your 1117 discussion of elected dimwit AOC. I spilled whiskey for many years and spent many having it spilled on me. I have never encountered a bartender as bleeping stupid as this person. <laughs> not all bartenders are geniuses, but most are not dumb enough to, willy, to willfully take leave of reality. You uh, covered her take on exporting. She implied that exporting is a bad thing. How does she think civilization developed? It's a fundamental of our world. Taking a rather broad view of the term export, how on earth would we get our fill of scooters and meat if Tim and Spencer weren't kind enough to export their wonderful products? I mean, Tim exports scooters right to the garages, and Spencer exports meat goodness right to our tummies. Perish the thought that ceases. Uh, Bill Stein. I just started listening to Wednesday's podcast. I think you mo missed the most idiotic part of occasional Cortex's rant. Mm. Line three carries oil, not natural gas. She didn't even know what oh, the line carried. <laughs> and didn't uh, notice. Stu notes, uh, it moves oil from Canada to a refinery in Superior, Wisconsin, to be turned into fuel, not to be exported. Truly an uninformed dip bleep. Uh, she thinks pipelines move natural gas. They move oil. What? We're all in Did agreement she really that she's think an that? idiot. Yeah. I thought she was referencing two, diff two different things. I don't, I, I, I don't trust her. I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Oh, never do never that. Do because that. I know we, we're one of the biggest sources of uh, natural gas export. <clears throat> I well, did have the same thought as that bartender did, Joe, uh, as I thought this morning. I it thought, was an well, insult to bartenders, and yeah, I apologize. We, we want more folks like that right. being elected, right. not like AOC necessarily, right. but, right. you know, just normal folks who have right. normal jobs. And she is an insult to the profession, isn't she? So I, I apologize <laughs> yeah. to all bartenders everywhere. <laughs> for any, If you were uh, offended. Noted. If you were offended. <laughs> well, well, you want to stay with is, that? His his bartender reference is uh, <clears throat> Chris Reavers, so you know. Hi, mm. how are you? Yeah, I'm Chris. Words. Let me. Maybe we don't want people like that in <laughs> office. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Chris. That's okay. 
Let's get heavy for a moment on the garage object service oh. road of life. Ooh. Well, there's something to be mined uh, there. Uh, the cherry being trucked to New York, for example, uh, in lieu of the desperate attempts by the salon to, to uh, make us aware that we're ruining the earth. Mm-hmm. Life, for the most part, continues despite the climate change hysteria. Sure. In other words, it, it's entirely natural to ship a cherry somewhere to get painted. And, and life goes on. And the climate change derangement people have, are having no impact, which could be a ray of hope. They're, they're having no impact on the, on the reality of the self-evident truth that nothing has changed. They're hell-bent on making sure something changes. Mm-hmm. And more likely than not, they'll be successful in numerous ways. But... So you're saying they're getting their news coverage, but everybody's just kind of going uh, going about their business. I mean, nobody in the salon will blink an eye that the cherry's getting hauled to Chicago or wherever the hell it's going. New, New York. York. Oh, to get painted. But they're the same people who, who, who will have spent the day advising you that fossil fuels are to be denigrated. Oh, no, they're not. No, they're not. Now listen to what, listen to this. I don't know where this puts people. Days after Biden told world leaders that his administration is committed to slowing climate change with action and not words, his Interior Department oversaw one of the largest oil and gas lease sales in American history, which pleases me immensely. Mm-hmm. Right. 80 million acres of the Gulf of Mexico, an area twice the size of Florida, was put on the auction block Wednesday. Energy companies led by ExxonMobil placed bids on a total of only 1.7 million acres, and uh, and it's unclear how much of that will later be developed. And this is, I purposely selected NPR as my my website to print this story, because, of course, they immediately turned to the environmentalists. Right. Because they're in denial of their own irony of realizing that life goes on. Mm -hmm. And it's a self-evident truth that you aren't going to wake up tomorrow and a magical windmill is going to provide you electricity. It's not going to happen. Environmentalists decried the lease auction. This is an administration that campaigned on dealing with climate change, said Drew Caputo, an attorney at Earth Justice, which sued to stop the sale. Earth Earth Justice. 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 That's why this lease sale is so disappointing, because it is... How'd you get to work today, Drew, you phony? Right. That's why this lease sale is so disappointing, because it is the most significant action that the administration will have taken on oil gas development, and it goes in the wrong direction. The Biden administration argues that it did not have an option. Shortly after taking office, Biden announced a temporary pause on new oil and gas leasing on federal lands and waters pending a review of their impact on the worsening climate crisis. There is no climate crisis. The climate has always changed. Roughly a quarter of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions come from fossil fuel extraction from public lands. More than a dozen Republican-led states filed a lawsuit challenging that pause, saying it would cause Um, undue um, harm. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Back up a second. You you just read it. More than how much comes from extracting? Roughly a quarter of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions comes from from fossil fuel extractions. Just the extracting? Apparently. 
And uh, proof of that? There can, isn't any. Can I see some proof, There please? is nothing. There's nothing offered to me. All right. Please continue. More than a dozen Republican-led states filed a lawsuit challenging the pause, saying it would cause undue harm to the energy industry and state economies reliant on fossil fuel production. Earlier this summer, a federal judge in Louisiana sided with those states, issuing a nationwide preliminary injunction. The Biden administration is appealing that decision, but agreed to resume lease sales in the interim. Additional lease sales are scheduled for Wyoming, Colorado, Montana, and other western states early next year. They can be held in contempt if they don't comply with the court order. And so I think they're looking at the litigation risk and making a judgment call, said Hillary Tompkins, an environmental attorney at Hogan Lovells who served as solicitor of the Interior Department during the Obama administration. They're staring at the self-evident truth. Mm -hmm. We need fossil fuels, which should be celebrated Mm -hmm. and not denigrated. And it's become obvious to even Biden, who will change his mind if it suits him. Uh, Sure, he told the people in Scotland, we're we're not going to do any of this. And then he comes back and he opens up the biggest lease in American history. Now, it's an interesting question. Where does that put you if you're uh, if you're uh, if you're suffering from climate derangement syndrome? (laughs) This was your guy. I mean, this is one of the reasons you voted for him. He's your guy. And he's committed to uh, swallowing all this BS and drinking all the Kool-Aid that's put in front of him. But apparently, no, he's not. No, he's not. He sees the self-evident truth of the need for you to get gas in your car so you can go to work. I love that you noticed this and, and, and ripped it. I, I too, ripped it um, out of the Star Tribune, and it's an AP piece, Joe. And, Is it the always available Seth Borenstein? Um, Matthew Brown and right. Janet McConaughey, All AP. Right. And it's uh, A11 in the Star <laughs> Tribune, buried. And I was reading through it because, you know, climate change and all of that. And, and then I came across, uh, uh, midway through the piece, a couple of really interesting uh, paragraphs. First of all, it's going to take years to develop the leases, and they could keep producing long past 2030 when scientists say the world needs to be well on its way to cutting greenhouse gas emissions. Okay, that's fine. But here's here's what I like, and here's what highlights what you said to start this discussion, life goes on anyway. Here's mm-hmm. here's the quote. Yet even as Biden has tried to cajole other world leaders into strengthening efforts against global warming, including at this month's UN climate talks in Scotland, he's had difficulty gaining ground on climate issues at home. <laughs> That's because they're not important to us. Right. And, and uh, here's another one, uh, quoting a guy named Jim Crane. The thing that is really bedeviling people right now in this conflict between short-term and long-term when it comes to energy policy, said Jim, uh, is that we still need this energy system that is basically causing climate change, even as we're fighting climate change. So at least they admit we need fossil fuels. Even though we hate fossil fuels, we need fossil fuels. I'm confused. <laughs> the point is, the, where are you now? What is your position now? You're a Biden supporter, and you cheered him on with his promises made to the uh, people in Scotland at the meeting 
only to discover that, hell, the jet isn't even cooled off yet from bringing them home. And he authorized 80 million acres of the Gulf of Mexico to be sold to oil and gas leases, which I appreciate. So, see, I'm fine. Where are you? I can't ask anybody here. We're all pretty much on the same page. I think that there's a severe amount, though, of, of what would you call it, buyer's remorse. With the current president. Well, his, oh, his approval uh, yeah. rating now is at 36%. It keeps yeah, plummeting. Okay. Mm-hmm. You saw that piece mm-hmm. yesterday yeah. or the day before, yeah, yeah. And that knucklehead vice president that he's got at his side, she's not the answer. <laughs> Did I read a piece this morning or see a headline, John? There's dissension? Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to they're, they're have to get rid of her if they think she's running in 2024. They're nuts. The Democrats are going to have to somehow <laughs> push her out what, of there. What are the derangement sufferers going to say? What can they possibly say? Mm-hmm. They're all hypocrites anyway. Of course. They all have a car. They go on vacation. They fly. Yeah. yeah. What can they possibly say? I know. Did you guys is. know, uh, could I mention one other energy note I saw yesterday? You sure may, can. May yeah. I, please? Sure can. Um, you talked about, you had uh, an acquaintance who flew into North Dakota and said it was very windy. Right. And uh, I talked to a family member who said for the past week, it's been, you know, 30, 40, 50 mile an hour winds. So then I see this story yesterday. Did you know that wind turbines can't work in that kind of wind? Is that, is that irony? Come or on. What, what, what is that? I mean, it's too windy for it's it. It's too windy. It, it's too windy. It puts uh, apparently... It, yeah, it puts too too much force and pressure on the blades and it can damage the blades. So they shut down. They have an automatic thing that shuts them down if the wind Ac- reaches... Like a brake? Uh, Actually, John, on this show, it's referred to as a propeller. Propeller, yeah, the yes, propeller the stops propeller automatically well, a gallon if it's too windy. A gallon of gasoline doesn't care if it's too windy. No. A gallon exactly. of gasoline doesn't care if it's too cold. A gallon of gasoline doesn't care if it's raining. A gallon of gasoline doesn't care if the sun is not shining. A gallon of gasoline doesn't care if it's too warm. A gallon of gasoline doesn't care if there's a hurricane. In fact, the gallon of gasoline will get you out of harm's way in the event of a hurricane. Although tornadoes and hurricanes were at their lowest ebb in ages in the year 2020. Well, that's because of climate and, change. Right. A gallon of gasoline is pretty free spirit, huh? And really a gallon, gallon of gasoline is a miracle. Yeah. And yeah. it's now, what, 319 or more. Well, last year at this time, didn't we? It was under two bucks for a brief period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So now you've got all of these attorneys that work for non-governmental organizations pulling their hair out because everything they supposedly stand for and represent has been turned on its head, and they don't know what to do. They're jumping up and down, and then they'll get in their BMW and go home later. So it's all, it's all a joke. The self-evident truth is that fossil fuels are what built the world, will continue to, because you ain't got a shot with wind if, as we now just learned from John, you got to shut the damn things down if it's too windy. Uh, and back to the yeah, go back, ahead. To, back to the price of gas. The the, the main um, retort on social is: you ever notice the people complaining <clears throat> the most about the price of gas are driving the biggest vehicles? <clears throat> and believe it or not, our buddy Shay shut this argument down on Twitter uh, because she's a business and she drives a giant limo sized SUV. Mm-hmm. It's really cutting into her overhead. What do you think the price of fuel right now is doing to shipping companies? Oh my word. Um distributing companies. I mean and and so the price of gasoline is driving up their price of operating which means we're all going to pay right. more. Right. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not just the people in the big vehicles complaining. And it is affecting everybody. Well, it's... uh, you know who the happiest people in the world must be? The guy you selling know, no, jet fuel. No, no. Who, who, who do you think must be the happiest Americans? Uh, elected officials. Uh, me? The people, who, <laughs> the people who somehow have arranged their life to avoid the news. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't say much for that's us, then, much does me. it? No, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that is you. Yes. Oh, you're right, Such, and you've said it many times. You've gone on vacation from time to time, and you've done your best to ignore the news. Oh, yeah. I had almost a year there where uh, I didn't no TV, no radio, no newspapers, and I was just joyous. That'd be great. Could I do news on this show? And not follow the news? Would that be possible, Joe? No, that's my role, John. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Kenny, would you say that that was the start of the six-day weekend when we first started doing the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was wonderful. But you take one of these happy people and pull them into our sphere, having been uh, having been shielded from it, whatever. Maybe they're a rancher in Wyoming. Who, who knows? Whatever. And they would think, what are you people talking about? Life's been great. I mean, we, you know, we round up our cows and we bale our hay and we go to the gas station. Perfect example. I was out in the Black Hills. My wife went to high school out there. It's always the rural folks that you refer to. No, I can't think of anybody close to the tallest point. Can't think of anybody close to the tallest buildings who would be blissfully unaware of the news. Oh, I think there's. Most people, actually. Well, and I hope so. Yes, Chris. Well, I was just going to say, I was in the Black Hills for the fourth a couple of years ago, and one of uh, my wife's high school friends, I was chatting with her husband, great guy, didn't read the newspaper, happiest guy ever. Yeah, yeah. And he was telling me about, you should come back in in the winter when we get on our sleds and go hunting coyote. And I said... That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's a thing. (laughs) That that is a thing, yeah. Uh, uh, Apropos of nothing, uh, I was a sucker for uh, the other night doing some clicking. It was either a bad hockey game or a bad football game. It it wasn't last night, so it had to be Tuesday. It was when uh, San Jose was beating up in the wild. Right, but I I clicked, and uh, the Animal Planet had on uh, a series of... uh, the uh, searching for Bigfoot uh, reality yep. <laughs> deals, which are comical as hell. But one thing I did learn, man, do we have a lot of forests in this country. Yeah, Georgia, Virginia, Ohio. Ohio? Just massive amounts of undeveloped forest, just as far as the eye can see, all the way up the spine of the Appalachian Trail. And, 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 and of course, these goofballs for take their equipment in there and pretend to howl and right, have, a, have a little furry thing on your <laughs> yeah, walking yeah. by. But the only thing I took away from it, and I finally, I finally uh, got myself off it. I, I had to stop clicking back to it because I knew it was so ridiculous, but not as ridiculous as the show Kenny loves the, uh, Treasure Hunt show in Boston. Uh, uh, what is that? No, but Boston. Yeah, Boston. Boston. The, the uh, Curse of Oak Island. Oh, yeah, near Walden Pond or something. They're no, digging that up. Nova, Nova Scotia. <laughs> oh, Nova Scotia. Boston. I don't know. I thought Joe, it was New I, <laughs> I have recently become seriously addicted to, and uh, even the roommate to, a show on, I don't know what channel it is, called Moonshiners. Well, I can't watch oh, this stuff. Oh, my God. These guys... 
the, what's the line uh, Patrick uses? They are not burdened by thought. complex <laughs> mind. Complicated thoughts. Did you ever read Tom Wolfe's book, Vroom Vroom? There goes Junior yeah, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, that'll yeah. give you a little history of moonshining. Yeah. So uh, the roommate started studying up on these uh, moonshiners because they all seem excessively, excessively stupid. Each one of these guys are making 30000 per episode. <laughs> So no, they're, no, not, they're not so You're stupid not so at dumb all. now, are you? No. Remember how dumb I used to be? be? And I'm better <laughs> now. Okay. I don't even know where I was before I drifted off into the looking for Bigfoot. <sighs> the oil leases. Yeah. Well, God bless the oil companies. Go get it, fellas. I'll buy your stuff. Yep. I'm not afraid of it. Hell no. I am not afraid of fossil fuels. <laughs> I think we should do the rest of the show talking well, like this. Why are we all too. talking so fast? Yeah, sure. I don't know, but I like myself a damn barrel of oil. I reckon for uh, trying up that moonshine. I love a moonshine. you got to check it out. you got to be careful. hilarious. Well, make it right there in the tub. Check out where you work if you're going back to work. You're going to look for a new place where it's more comfortable and easy for you and your employees. <laughs> Look at Centerpoint and Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park, a eight-building campus on rolling park-like land in Mendota. Uh, easy access to the airport and highways 55, 62, 494, and 694. But in your compound, it's quiet. There's walking trails. There's leafy bike trails, outside settings for lunch. Each building is single story. Let's start there. No elevator waits. Cool. Parking hassles? No, you park right in front of your building. Uh, traffic congestion? No, not inside your compound. It's just quiet and lovely, and each one is single story, as I say. Your own restrooms, of course. I-Wave, air purification systems in the buildings. Locally owned and operated, St. Paul guys. And uh, sounds like a- making a move to that place would really—you'd really be hitting the uh, the books hard. You'd really be working. Well, you'd well, be comfortable. Yeah. You'd be comfortable. You'd be Because you've eliminated all hassle. Yep. Your, uh, you can be comfortable experience. and make a nice living. Yes. yes. I, I am comfortable. <laughs> escape to, find out more at Escape to Mendota. That's one word. Escape to Mendota.com. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. I can see the business cards now. Matthew Mikulski, the rookie, space management specialist. Oh, I loved that job. 
pushing white gold around for the best lawn care crew in the company, ProfessionalTurf.com. Uh, they're also the best snow removal company around town. And they're looking for you guys that are typically laid off in the fall over the winter that sit around watching a bobber. You can take a few days off fishing and push some snow when it happens. Uh, men, women, people with know-how, confidence, quick learners, not scared or intimidated by the length of a work day or the, uh, the, the size of a job. It's a great opportunity to t- turn that couch time into a little extra money, mainly working in the South Metro and obviously only working when it snows. They've got a, a ProTurf, a very flexible compensation program to work with you laid-off folks. And they're also going to be adding to their full-time staff next year. And uh, I have yet to meet a ProTurf employee that isn't happy. I call them hose-draggers. Uh, but I've cornered a bunch of them back when I lived in the South Minneapolis, and they're all a happy bunch. They're lawn uh, what am I, the word I'm looking for, lawn, uh, the reavers, the, the guys that did my patio. and put in, Yeah, the landscapers. Those guys were joking all day long. They had a ball working with each other. It's a good crew. Professionalturf.com. Click on that. Uh, hit the Contact Us tab. Send in your info, and, and you take it from there, professionalturf.com. Good evening, Joe, and hail the Flashlight King. Well, hail, hail you, 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 sir. As a recent return listener to your show, I must say that it is good to hear some good old back and forth between you all. I recently found my way back to you uh, in the search of finding alternative voices to the common narrative that we can find ourselves exposed to in our own little silos of information. I consider myself a Wellstone liberal type, if you would, if you will, for context. As I was scanning the internet this evening, I came across this article from an admittedly conservative entity. It is now apparently clear we are losing our way as the play Grease is too sexist to be performed in school. (laughs) These are the types of things that divide us. This ridiculous interpretation of morality is toxic on both extremes. I would be fascinated to hear your take on this befuddling, outrageous, and sad commentary in the state of our country. Uh, Keep up the battle, a liberal lion, tongue-in-cheek. Chris Thomas in New Brighton. And what he linked me to was, uh, I think it's a story from The Hill. Is The Hill a conservative news site, John? Yes. Uh, it's. I don't think it's conservative. I think it's uh, pretty pretty well balanced, isn't well, it? Well, it's a story out of Australia where, where we learned two Australian private schools have halted their planned joint production of the musical Grease after students protested against it, calling the show sexist and anti-feminist. Some parents have complained that the school's decision... Uh, uh, is only uh, and that only a small minority found it offensive. Actress Olivia Newton-John, who stars in the movie Grease, said last year that there's nothing sexist about the film and it's just a movie and it shouldn't be taken too seriously. That's the problem. People take minor things too seriously. Right. Mm-hmm. Two private schools. In, oh, I did that part, didn't I? Already. Johnny, you're right. It's an American newspaper and digital media company based in D.C., but it does not say it's conservative. Yeah, it was it was actually started by a New York Times uh, uh, oh. reporter. Jerry Finkelstein and Stu- Martin Tolkien. Students yep. at two K-12 schools in Perth, Presbyterian Ladies College and Scotch College, reportedly protested against the school's planned joint production of Greece, claiming the musical was offensive, sexist, and am- anti-feminist, the local newspaper The West Australian reported. Uh, the, sco- the students also called on the schools to ban future productions of the show. Uh, okay. The schools have not announced which show will replace Greece. 
This isn't the first time Greece has been accused of being anti-feminist, and viewers in recent years have said it promotes a questionable representation of women. In the movie rendition, Sandy, played by Olivia Newton-John, wears skin-tight black clothes to win back Danny, yeah, played by did. John Travolta. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Although Danny also changes his look for Sandy by putting on a Letterman sweater. Some say it's sexist because Sandy is the one who vastly changes her appearance. See, who cares? I don't. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John has dispelled those claims and told The Guardian last year it's a movie. It's a story from the 50s. Get over it. Get over it. Yeah. Uh, everyone forgets it at the end. He changes for her, too, she added. There's nothing deep in there about the Me Too movement. It's a, it's a sorry state of affairs that so. these kids are that, are that stupid, that they're, they're, that, uh, they're that unimaginative. What future do they imagine? What what kind of production of Greece could they possibly tolerate? Well, or any uh, there you have anything, to get rid of anything, 80 right. percent of the movies and plays that are written. If or that's the your basis, that anybody's going to give it more than two seconds of thought after it's over, you know. And, and Greece, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't that go back to Broadway? Yeah, probably yeah. a long time ago, right? Yeah, that's for sure. I, I, I mean, West Side Story obviously has to be gone. I want to live in America. I know you do. I know you. I, know you're <laughs> I, can't, I really can't do anything because all I, my earworm right now is I got chills, them multiplying, oh, and I'm losing God, control. Because the power. Hey, GLers, uh, go to our website and go to the banner at the top and uh, visit our limited edition holiday store. Mm -hmm. You only have until midnight, November 22nd, but that's to do you a favor. That means you'll get your uh, uh, items in time for gift giving. And Chris, what might, what might they find? Joe, there? you can get the Garage Logic Good Luck beanie. I call it a stocking hat. You can also get the Garage Logic Good Luck hooded sweatshirt or one of two quarter zip pullovers. I ordered what, what color was it, John? What did we discover? Uh, Heather Gray, one? I think yeah. they call it. Heather uh, Gray, something. Gray like with the GL logo uh, above the uh, sure above the breast area what about, there. Uh, crabby coffee shop junk. <laughs> I don't think there's nope. anything. Also, a Garage Logic Knack nope. Hardware Lounge <laughs> T-shirt, all available to you. You have to go to the website garagelogic.com. You can't miss it, and just click on the uh, the little pop-up shop tab. Pull yeah. that up and then make your order. Cause that way, you get it in time for Christmas for the GL lover. I can in see it right life. here. I just did that. The students in Australia also said, or also questioned, whether Greece uh, was appropriate Ooh. in modern times. What a wow. bleak modern times you poor young people envision for yourselves. Wow. Just an unimaginative dull sameness. You are uh, suffering from some sort of derangement. I mean, we weren't supposed to learn anything from Greece. It's a musical. It's just supposed to be entertaining. Yeah. You know, Rizzo, the whole gang. Yeah. Just amazing. Fonzie. Fonzie. Just Laverne, amazing. Right. Shirley, they ran right there, racing down in the Chachi, gully. Ralph Mouse. Lenny. Yes. Squiggy. I think that was a different oh, show. Al, yeah, it, it was. Al, where he owned do. the restaurant. That was a different show. Okay. That was a different Mr. show. Mr. Miyato or Miyagi. Miyagi. Yeah, he's a karate expert. We, we might as well throw Richard Dreyfus in there, too, and make it three different yeah. things. Yeah, Suzanne Hell. Summers. No, no. Cruising right yeah. down with uh, yeah. Harrison Ford. Ron in Howard. Pickup truck with uh, yeah. old Johnny Harper. Miller, whatever Johnny his name Miller, was, yeah. with the old How do these car? kids get this angry? How do these kids uh, get now, this? Joel, the, the question is, how do they get this GD dumb? Yeah, it's a shame. Well, well how does it... How is it that somebody brings that up and it it gets legs? Yeah, the, yeah, 
that it receives ears. I never would have known about it except for the fellow who's rediscovered us and sent me the email. Honestly, do you know what a big part of it is? And this is a big problem in the country. We've talked about it a million times. It's lazy parenting. That's what it is. It's lazy parenting. Mm-hmm. You mean there's not a parent that, that'll say, listen, hey, Sally. Put that listen, down, you idiot. Johnny. Yes. Shut up. Right. You're just wrong. I want to be my kid's friend instead of being my kid's parent. That's yeah. exactly what this is. Yeah. Don't you think that the worst part of Greece was a beauty school dropout? <laughs> what Frankie was uh, that scene? What was the movie? Uh, you know, they had all the BG music in it. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Stay, uh, yeah, Saturday Night oh, I suppose that would uh, that would be frowned upon by these kinds of people. Anything well, with, anything with think, joy, yeah. anything with joy would be frowned upon. What movie wouldn't be frowned right, upon? Right. Anything with joy. I was actually wondering how they feel about Porky's. Ooh, oh, yeah, Porky's yeah. might, yeah, that Porky's. might. Animal House. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a classic. Yep. Yes. Stripes. Another classic. <laughs> With what's his name? Who was the guy that was perving out at the women's showers? I don't know what you're talking about. That was yeah. in uh, yeah. Porky's. That was, no, that, that was, was Stripes, too. A recent Minneapolis carjacking, <laughs> carjacking victim is sharing her story. To warn others of the violent crime issue that has plagued the city for more than a year now, more than 500 carjackings in a year. Uh, Fox 9 is not publicly identifying her to protect her safety as her assailants escaped with her keys and her friend's car. She told reporter Paul Bloom, I lived in Minneapolis for quite some time and always felt safe. I have been aware of the carjackings and everything that's been happening, but I just didn't think it would happen to me. Mm. That's my fear of the people I'm trying to convince to be more aware. They just mm-hmm. don't think it'll happen to them. That's what I'm worried about with my son. The Minneapolis Police Department reports 524 carjackings across the city already in 2021. 524. The woman says the carjacking occurred right in front of her northeast Minneapolis home Sunday night. She was sitting in the passenger seat of a vehicle. A male friend was driving. They were exchanging goodbyes when the attack quickly unfolded. And then, probably about 30 seconds later, someone came, put a gun to my head, a, uh, uh, a woman to my head in my... And then, probably about 30 seconds later, someone came, put a gun to my head. The victim recalled about the armed female... Ass- oh, a woman put the gun to her head. The victim recalled about the armed female assailant. Two men with guns went for the driver. She remembered at least one other suspect in a getaway vehicle. The crew took her keys and the car, and they were gone, leaving behind the victim's wallets and cell phones. It was very traumatizing. I can't even explain it, to be honest, and it's still hard for me to process, even though it just happened, she said. I'm still in shock. On Tuesday, a Minneapolis regulatory services employee had his wallet and city car stolen. The carjackers subsequently crashed the vehicle as law enforcement tracked the escape by GPS. Mm. Uh, here's the worst thing you can do. Don't get in your car and then decide to fire off five texts to somebody. just get going. Look around before you even approach your car. Mm -hmm. Then get in it and go. Then you got to... God, I'm assembling a list of things I'm telling of. Leave space in front of you and the just car in front of, of you. Just and think of Stop, stop yeah. signs and yeah. lights. And if you get hit, don't get out to look. Leave. <clears throat> Head on a swivel. Leave. Head on a swivel. Yeah, yeah, if you get hit and you decide to leave, call 911 yourself and explain yourself so you're not leaving the scene. Say you'll meet them somewhere. A woman and her child are okay. 
after their vehicle was stolen in Dinkytown last night, police said. A woman and the child are okay. Officer, officers responded after receiving a report about 11.23 p.m. that a vehicle with a seven-year-old child inside had been stolen in the area of 4th Street Southeast and 12th Avenue Southeast. Police said the woman, working as a food delivery driver, uh, stepped away from the running vehicle when a man got into the vehicle and drove away with the child still inside. Don't leave the, the woman's cell running. phone was in the vehicle in Minneapolis Police, University of Minnesota Police, and the Minnesota State Patrol Troopers coordinated efforts to track the phone to locate the vehicle and child. A Minneapolis K-9 squad located the vehicle traveling near 8th Avenue Southeast and 2nd Street Southeast about 12.20 a.m. Uh, Thursday. Police stopped the vehicle and the man was taken into custody without incident. The child was unharmed and reunited with his mother. The 27-year-old male suspect was booked into Hennepin County Jail on probable cause of kidnapping and auto theft. And will send, what, uh, 10 or 15 minutes in jail? I don't know where, what, what uh, you know, you can't, you can't blame the victim here, but lady. You can't you know, leave your the, car the, running. The, but the desperation she must be facing. Uh, she needs the work and she yeah, does, probably has yes. nobody to watch the kid. Yep. So there goes the kid with her at 1130 at night while she delivers food. But it's just never safe to leave a kid in a car while it's running. It's not. Well, it's never safe true. to leave a kid in a car if it's not running. Well, but at, at that point, um, locking that, turning the car off, locking the car with that child in there to run up some steps. Okay, if you're that desperate, I, I understand that. I'm, I'm glad you do. You need yeah. some steps? I get you some steps. Are you aware of activists taking on Olson Memorial Highway? Yes, I saw that today. <laughs> Activists are calling on local and state leaders to make changes to Olson Memorial Highway, which they said has, been, has had a negative impact on the north side. Highway 55 runs from the west into the downtown area, cutting right through the north side. Well, hasn't it forever? I don't think this is another Rondo situation, is it? I think that's what they're trying to claim partially. Not, not as deliberate as Rondo. It was an intentional design that got us here, and I think it's going to take an intentional design to bring the restorative justice that we need, said Kwanani Omar, an organizer for the Harrison Neighborhood Association. At some point, somebody decided that 6th Avenue Corridor was not valuable, so it was uh, brought to essentially carry white, more affluent commuters from the suburbs right through the north side into downtown. Advocates, advocates are hoping to gain community support to eventually remove Olson Memorial Highway, which used to be 6th Avenue South. The street was a culture corridor before uh, booming with black businesses in the 1930s. So now it's, it's not that anymore. It was a space where you could buy a pie. Did you know that? I didn't know that in the 30s. Yeah, and where you could go to see jazz music. Okay. Uh, they are making it like Rondo, aren't they? It had walkability. People were able to live in the community and walk to their needs, Omar said. Then Olson Memorial Highway was built in the 30s, wiping out hundreds of homes and businesses, displacing people of color. Our Streets Minneapolis is teaming up with the Harrison Neighborhood Association, calling on state and local officials to revamp the highway. It creates division, pollution, and a danger zone. Oh, what? <sighs> Omar said, asking local and state leaders to revamp the area has been an ongoing battle for decades. They want to, I don't know what they want to do. They want to 
get rid of it. They want to get rid of it altogether, mm. replacing it with a 6th Avenue North Boulevard with green space, affordable housing, and businesses. Um, every, every cliche. Mm-hmm. They're hoping to gain support from the Department of Transportation. Representatives will be canvassing the area this weekend to educate residents about the plan and garner community support. There's a couple of uh, low-income apartments along the way. There's Summit Academy there, Sumner Library, Harvest School. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of stuff there. What do they want to replace? I mean, what does that mean? You're going to put up uh, the barber shops that were there in the 1930s? and the That's right. That's what they're imagining. Markets or the recreation of the old Sixth Avenue. <clears throat> so somewhere up there, there's a statue of Floyd B. Olson too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's got to go. He had he was a white guy, wasn't he? Cracker. Yeah, he wasn't he a governor? Was, yeah. yeah, mayor. Something governor. was wrong with him. Uh, Olson? You think he was a white guy? I think so. Olson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My people, Lenny, <laughs> crackers, <laughs> Oli, we called him. Holy. Well, drive it while you can in your new Volkswagen, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo from Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. Drive it while you can. I mean, Olson Memorial Highway, among other routes you might be invested in. Uh, Schmelz Countryside's been on that same corner in Maplewood of Highway 36 and 61 for more than 50 years, a multi-generational dealership with three great brands. I've owned them all and will continue to. Volkswagens, Fiats, Alfa Romeos. 0% 0% for up to 36 months right now on all new Volkswagens, with the exception of the ID4. Uh, 0% for up to 72 months on Fiats. 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models, including that really stylish uh, Stelvio SUV. Uh, check these uh, inventories out for yourself and get to Schmelz Countryside. You'll enjoy the experience. SchmelzVW.com. SchmelzFiat.com and SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 952- 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Fighting the demagogues of diversity, it's Joe Suchere. I told you I wasn't ready. Oh, I'm <laughs> Googling and trying to figure out what a Strybog SP9A3 is. Uh, according to my buddies at DK Mags, they're really hot right now, and they just happen to be on sale. And so I came up with a picture here, and uh, this thing is cool. It's a little 9 millimeter that looks like it also has, uh, you can shoot it from the shoulder. That's really neat. 
Uh, anyway, uh, I'll try to pay attention to what I'm doing here, and what I'm doing is talking about this DK Mag sale. Sun came up, DK Mag's opened at 10, and everybody's happy. Uh, the sale runs through December 1st or until supplies run out. Some very popular guns, Sig Sauer, Smith & Wesson, Glock, the Glock 43X, that my little sausage fingers could wrap around. I could shoot that 9mm all day on the range and not have a sore wrist. Any AR in stock, including the premiums like the JP Enterprises and the Springfield Victors, those are a couple of good firearms. They're all on sale. And the best part of this, all of these firearms come shoot. with a... F- what? No, no okay? I'm sorry. I'm fine. He said Joe, shoot. He was trying to get in the ad. DK Mags, shoot. I said shoot. Don't worry, Joe. They all come with a free box of ammo. So, yes, you can shoot. Yeah. Uh, they set aside a pile of ammo, but again, a limited amount of ammo to go with the guns. It's best to get in there. What are you waiting for? When it's gone, it is G-O-N-E, gone. DKMags.com. They're on Old 8 in New Brighton or Montypon.com. They're up on uh, just south of 94 in Monticello. Two wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. I just noticed something. The Armistice Day blizzard was November 11, 1940. Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. But we noted today, uh, a year later in 1941, on this day, November 18th, the record high was 68. Hmm. Nature wow. was different from year to year, wasn't it? Here's yeah. John Height in the news department. So. That same year? A week no, later, a year later. A year later. A year the high later. was 68 okay. degrees. I got you. Yeah. Fun I fact. Got you. Fun fact. It is. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Uh, the state's on... <laughs> You're no, welcome. I mean, thanks. thanks for throwing it to me, I mean. Right. The state's unemployment rate dropped two-tenths of a percent to 3.5% in October. Uh, that's uh, now back to where it was in March of 2020. That all according to figures released today by the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development. Uh, well, uh, doing much better than the national level. It's at 4.6% at the national level, uh, level. However, the size of the state's labor force also shrank by nearly 1,000 people last month. It remains about 84,000 workers short of what it was before the pandemic. Minnesota added 9,900 jobs last month, which was fewer than it added in September when it added 17,000. Police say a man hospitalized after a downtown Minneapolis shooting last night has now died. In an update, police said preliminary information indicates the man was shot while sitting in his vehicle Mm. along 7th Street South near 12th Avenue South. Police said the man exited his vehicle and collapsed to the ground. Two male suspects approached him and fired more shots before leaving the scene in a separate vehicle. The man was taken to a nearby hospital where he later died. Anyone with information on the incident is asked to call Crime Stoppers and uh, reference case number 21 265 There could be a reward. Police said the incident marks the 87th homicide in Minneapolis this year what 87 now we're up to yes yep Dang. oh that's fantastic. the race to 100 wait 7th and 12th isn't that really close to uh, hcmc it is mm-hmm. 7th street south near 12th avenue south yeah it's right over by the freeway and uh, that joint where the vikings play and hcmc right over in mm-hmm. there yep Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry said this morning he's forming a commission to advise him on how he should set up city government. After voters handed him more power in the election earlier this month, the mayor said he hopes the volunteers, some of whom were the leading advocates of the ballot question, will be willing to study how strong mayor systems have worked in other cities and what the pros and cons would be as Minneapolis charts a path. 
Earlier this month, voters approved a change to the city charter that designates the mayor as chief executive, who supervises most departments and states that council members may not usurp, invade, or interfere with the mayor's direction or supervision of the administration. And he's essentially had to convene a commission to say to them, well, now what the hell do I do? What do I do? I don't know what this means. Justice Department said today it's giving $139 million to police departments across the USA as part of a grant program that would bring in more than 1,000 new officers. Here locally, the St. Paul Police Department would get a grant that would allow the hiring of 30 new police officers. I wish that would cause Axtell to change his mind, but I bet it won't. As COVID-19 case rates continue to rise across Minnesota, an already bad situation in schools is getting more difficult because they can't find any substitute teachers. South Washington County School Superintendent Julie Nielsen said within the last two weeks, we've really seen an explosion of positive cases. Our low point at any point, our low, excuse me, at any point since the beginning of the year was about eight cases at one particular level. This past week, we had 144 cases. The situation impacting substitute teaching, Nielsen saying today, as of yesterday, we had 72 positions within our district filled and 78 positions unfulfilled. Uh, What they're doing is uh, they're hoping community members can step up to sub, whether it's a half day or full day, a couple of days. We do require background checks, she said, as well as reference checks. Uh, South Washington County is actively recruiting short call substitute teachers and can help those with a bachelor's degree apply for a teaching license. Joe, are they short because uh, too many of them are, instead of substitute teaching, they're bringing family over to look at the village? Right. Could be. (laughs) Have a sandwich? Yep. I know a substitute teacher. I know you do. It's got quite a village, too, doesn't it? (laughs) You ever go there and have a sandwich and some coffee? How was that invitation received? Huh? How was that invitation to see the... Are you effing kidding me? (laughs) I went to go over and see your bleeping houses lined up, and you're trying to serve me coffee and a sandwich. Meanwhile, the Department One of Defense. Of Miller Lite from 1968. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Weren't you asked at one point if you wanted to go to choir practice with right. him? Right. Did you go? We've no. got a no. <laughs> We've got a new member already. We'd like he, to they, add. We're it. talking about my brother who does this as a bit, you guys. Right. It's, right. I mean, well, what, I think he wanted you to come over and see the village. The yeah. reason it's funny is because you react. Yeah, they well, play looking, you. He, he's you bite on that. the you bite on the hook every it's, single it's because time. He's That's reactive. my end of the bit. He's reactive though. Yeah. No, yeah. I heard him when he said no, when, no, you, when he asked you. It's not a bit. Yes, it's not a bit. It's not a bit because I was. Let's go through it. Explain to listeners what we're talking talking about my brother johnny uh will will taunt me by saying ridiculous he did it to people here he went to jesse one time and said you got a color tv i got three y <laughs> <laughs> he reacted, he reacted. But this one so was, it's my job to react no this one was real when it's he not uh, when he approached you and said do you want to go with me and go work out at the y yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't go with you in your locker room it was it was a sincere um, uh, negative response. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get angry. Heart. You actually get mad. <laughs> wasn't really angry. Walking around with your. I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody played you better though than Paul Biscuit Whiskers Souchere. Oh yeah. When he told you about time. the oh, video. That was one of the oh, all timers. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. That was sweet. delicious. I love. See, that's the needle. That's what. That's what we're missing. I tried to turn him on to uh, Tragically Hip, and I sent him some cool songs and. 
apparently I was interrupting him, and uh, he finally texted back, have you ever heard them uh, do biscuit whiskers? I must have spent a half hour looking for biscuit whiskers. Because <laughs> that was a very plausible title oh, of a song they might have done. Oh that's, oh, that's wonderful. That's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, a man accused of uh, hitting and killing a Blaine woman. Remember this? She was out walking oh, her yeah. dog last month. Yes. Yeah. Well, this fellow's in more legal trouble after he was just arrested on drunken driving charges. Why is he out? Eden Prairie Police arrested John Robert Jones November 8th after they found him slumped behind the wheel of a car in a no-parking zone at Eden Prairie Center while his girlfriend was in the mall shopping. The 31-year-old Jones had slurred speech, constricted pupils that had no reaction to light, was unsteady on his feet and very disoriented, according to a warrant. He also nodded off several times while in detention, according to the warrant. Police found two used empty drug needles inside Jones's vehicle and a needle cap in his pants pocket. They obtained a blood sample. Results were pending as of yesterday. Uh, Jones had been charged earlier with criminal vehicular homicide in connection with the death of Bridget O'Keefe Dunn. She was walking her dog in Blaine just after noon, October 25th, when she was hit and killed by motorists who left the scene. Authorities identified the driver as Jones and arrested him a few hours after that incident. Uh, Chris, to answer your question, he posted $70,000 bail uh. and was released under conditions that he remain law-abiding, not use alcohol, any mood-altering drugs or chemicals, and have a valid driver's license and insurance. Well, Jones's driver's license had been suspended before he hit O'Keefe Dunn and was still suspended when he was arrested in Eden Prairie, according to the Department of Public Safety. You guys would be shocked if you heard the amount of slumper calls I hear every day really? on uh, the uh, police scanner. Well, yeah. Yeah. And if she was shopping, really? what time of the day was the arrest, Johnny? Uh, I don't know if it even oh. said that. Did it say afternoon? I thought it said afternoon. Wow. But it could be wrong. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, ben Scarden, the oldest American survivor of the Bataan Death March during World War II, died this week at the age of 104. Wow. His passing Hail on you, Monday, fellow. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His passing on Monday came just days after being informed of the approval of his honorary promotion to the rank of Brigadier General, according to Clemson University, where the Army veteran graduated from in 1938. The Bataan March was a forced 65-mile march in April 1942, which happened in sweltering jungles in the Philippines after a surrender to Japanese troops. It left estimated 1,000 U.S. and 9,000 Filipino soldiers dead. Those who survived would spend the next three years in captivity in the Philippines or in Japanese POW camps, an experience that forged intense bonds among those men. Scarden told Fox News back in 2017, if you knew about the sacrifices of those men in the camps, you would know I'm the weak one. They brought me back time and again from death, and they are so much a part of my years of incarceration, I cannot ever forget them. Wow. Before his capture, Scarden had earned two silver stars and four bronze stars for valor while leading Company A of the 92nd Infantry Regiment, a battalion of Filipino Army recruits. Scarden was born in 1917 in Louisiana and joined the U.S. Army a year after he graduated college. He also survived the sinking of two prison ships and was rescued by the Soviet Army at a prison camp in Manchuria in August 1945. After those episodes, he went back and he served in the Korean War. And left the wow. army and left the army in 1962 with the rank of colonel. Then went on to teach English at Clemson until 1985. His wife of 71 years, Sarah Golden, with whom he had four children, died in 2019. Uh, Scarden would be known to unwind, by the way, with an occasional martini. And uh, he did have some hobbies. He loved poetry. 
and he had a very nice stamp collection. All right, there we go. He was a your numismatist. Yeah, that too. What's a coin person? I don't know. I'm gonna go back to my pizza. (laughs) Boy, you sure killed that show. (laughs) One, uh, one more stamp collector. What just uh, happened? Well, what was that exchange? I was wondering what a coin collector is called, Kenny. Oh, a coin collector. Because Rook had said you. what a stamp collector a is called. Philatelist oh. is the stamp collector. That's right. It's not, I think numisticist is the coin collector. It's the coin collector. So you are completely good. wrong and completely backwards. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's get back oops. to this craziness. Miss, Mr. Reavers. Uh, yes. We have an update on the trial over there in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. Have you seen this, Johnny? I have not, no. MSNBC has now been banned from the Kenosha courtroom after an employee allegedly followed the jurors in a car and may have sought to take their pictures. Wow. Media in 2021. What in the hell? Why would they do that? Yeah, that's... uh... Uh, we do have an obscure musician death, uh, and uh, you're going to have to put up with this one because he happened to be a favorite of mine, and he has roots right here in the Twin Cities. Dave Frischberg, a jazz songwriter whose wit as a lyricist and melodic cleverness placed him at the top echelon of his craft, died in Portland, Oregon yesterday. He was 88 years old. Frischberg played piano and sang. Uh, his songwriting, it was old-fashioned. It was like the old standards. It was... Uh, very witty and for grown-ups, yet he reached his widest audience with stuff from Schoolhouse Rock, if you remember Schoolhouse Rock. Mm-hmm. He, wrote the, he wrote the very popular I'm Just a Bill, which was sung by oh, actor yeah. and jazz musician oh, really? Jack Sheldon. Really? Uh, David Lee, David Lee Frischberg, born 1933 in St. Paul, Minnesota, oh, youngest of three sons of Harry and Sarah Frischberg. His father owned a clothing so. store was an emigre from Poland. His mother, a native-born Minnesotan. Your people, Rook. He, yeah, so yeah. He, had my, he did My Three Sons, too? He, no. He <laughs> said he did he My grudged, Three Sons. You know what, Rook? <laughs> Every, you know what? I, Rook can't be on anymore when I have musician deaths. He always ruins it. So. Yeah, give no, this guy the respect yeah, he deserves. No, I'm with you on that. After graduating from St. Paul Central High School, Frischberg attended Stanford University briefly, then returned home and enrolled at the University of Minnesota. Uh, He became a semi-regular on the local jazz scene before joining the Air Force as a recruiter. After the Air Force, he went to New York City, stepped out as a working solo pianist with a late-night slot at the Duplex Cabaret in Greenwich Village. Among the songs he's noted for, uh, as I told you, uh, just a bill from Schoolhouse Rock, the very clever and funny I'm Him which has been covered by a lot of folks. Uh, the song My Attorney Bernie and uh, Peel Me a Grape, which has been a hit several times over for various singers. And a very poignant song whose idea sounds goofy but worked beautifully. He was an avid baseball fan, as a lot of musicians are. He wrote something called Van Lingle Mungo. Van Lingle Mungo was a pitcher for the Brooklyn Dodgers in the 40s. The entire ballad was constructed solely from strung together names of long ago Major League Baseball players. Oh, that's cool. And it's uh, and it's incredibly poignant. And I wonder if he played, I bet he played at some point with my grandpa. Maybe. If he was Could very him. well be, yeah, yeah. Was your, your grandpa was playing in the 50s, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah he, my oh, grandpa was born in 1916, did. so he, that would have been his prime yep. time. I wonder if he worked in the name of Emil Hillbilly Bill Dilly. That was a real uh, pitcher, Emil Bill Dilly. Hey, don't stop the show like Emil that. Emil okay? Hill Billy Bill Dilly. Don't you stop know the what? Show. Right, when, okay. when we take a break, I'm going to look at the lyrics, and All I will right. let you know if he did or not. All right. 
Uh, Star Tribune reporting, uh, every day now can be payday at Lunds and Byerly's as the grocer adopts one of the latest perks to attract workers in the tight labor market. I'm going to need all Lunds- that. Lenson Byerly's this week announced a new benefit provided via Bloomington-based Ceridian that lets its employees decide when and how frequently they'd like to be paid for the hours they work. I've noticed that this is kind of becoming a trendy thing now because people are so desperate for workers. I see a flaw in this that I'll get to when John concludes the story. I see a flaw. Okay. As companies struggle to find workers, some employers are looking at offering paycheck flexibility as an added perk to help recruit and retain workers. Paycheck advance apps popping up in recent years give workers early access to earned wages. Some, like the one called Earnin, are available for anyone to use. Others, including branch, daily pay, even, and pay active, are offered to workers through the employers. Proponents of the services say they offer workers who live paycheck to paycheck much better alternatives to payday loans, cash advances, late payment charges, and overdraft fees. Lunds and Byerly's has 28 stores in the Twin Cities and employs about 4,000 people. What's the uh, what's the phrase? It's it's slipping my mind. Not enough months left at the end of the month. I got too much month left at the end of my money. Too much month left at the end of my money. Yes. Yeah. I see this as a means of your finances getting out of control. I'm being quite serious. If you're going to get paid daily, uh, then what are you going to do at the end of the month? Uh, well, like you said, though, you'll, you'll the burn show, it all up. Some are some are more like the mom. Some are more desperate. To, yeah. But I see a bad scenario, um, like the buyer leaves in Golden Valley. Hey, I gave the uh, produce boy a ride to work here, and uh, he told me to come over here and cash his check for some carrots. I need to get some uh, carrots for the the kid. (laughs) John and Stephanie Rupp are closing the St. Paul Athletic Club on Cedar Street. First step, they say, toward repositioning the 13-story hotel gym. Uh, hotel, gym, and office buildings as a multi-level wedding and event venue with event hotel rooms. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Temporarily? That's where the kid's booking his wedding. So it's closed or they're going to reopen? It, they're closing the St. Paul Athletic Club and turning it into something else, they're saying. Oh, okay, okay. The Rupps who have owned the building for roughly 25 years. Don't put a down years, payment down yet, no. Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> have owned it through their property group, Commonwealth Cup. But he's posted notice on the website Thursday that they had exhausted all avenues for keeping the club viable a century after its debut. The gym, spanning 60,000 square feet on five floors, has remained closed throughout the pandemic, with the exception of personal trainer classes. The athletic club, which opened with the building in 1917, contains a swimming pool that was operated for a period of time by Lifetime Fitness. It closed for a few years before reopening under Rupp's management about seven years ago. 2019, Rupp floated the idea of converting at least part of it into a nonprofit community center, a concept that at the time didn't find legs. I have wonderful memories of that place. Um, in the mid early 80s, I would go down there with a, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and that was, it's such a beautiful building. Boy, it's neat. It really is. And that gym was, it had Indian clubs in it, yep, and yep. it was right out of an Amor Tal's novel. Describe the well, concept of um, wearing the diapers and throwing medicine ball around. That part I didn't get, uh, <laughs> I didn't get terribly involved in that part. <laughs> Was, really... was on the se- don't and we were instructed don't go on the seventh floor okay yeah. stay out of the seventh floor that seems like something that uh, I mean, there's yes, pictures Kenny, of it you don't want to tell the wife about that right that's one of those How's things the game right? go today John won <laughs> yeah that's, 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 no these clowns that go on the roof 
and, yeah, and sunbathe wearing diapers. And but there, I do vividly remember pictures like of a medicine, you know, yeah, a big, yeah. heavy medicine. Right, 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 right. But they weren't wow. diapers that you did duties in. They no. were like sumo wrestling yes, diapers. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Soften the yeah. blow. Yeah. yeah, I actually have audio of the oh. the the guys in the diapers. Wow. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like one of those things that should be kept secret, like something yeah. at the Elks Lodge yeah. or... Uh... You need the secret handshake in the diaper to get in. <laughs> Shaving a haircut. <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, Apple is letting some... What the hell is wrong with you? That's the Apple. secret handshake. <laughs> Apple is letting some iPhone users fix their own phones. A oh, sharp turnaround. Don't understand this. I ought to be good at that. Yeah, Joe, sign them up. <laughs> a sharp turnaround for the company that has long prohibited anyone but company-approved technicians from fiddling with its parts and software. The company said that it'll enable users of two of the newest iPhone models and eventually some Mac computers to get access to genuine Apple parts and tools for consumer repairs. They're launching an online store for self-service repairs early next year that they say will have more than 200 individual parts and tools for making the most common repairs on the iPhone 12 or the iPhone 13. It will initially be focused on do-it-yourself fixes to screens, batteries, and displays, which Apple previously resisted and cited concerns about security and safety, such as faulty battery replacements that can damage a device. Is I, this, uh, I, oh, sorry, I found myself uh, calling England this morning oh. uh, to order a parts catalog for a car. And I didn't know I was being channeled to, uh, to England. But the guy had a, a, a quaint saying. Uh, he'd want to know the name, and I'd give him the name, and he'd go, good stuff. And then I'd, he wanted good the stuff. address, and he'd say, good stuff, good stuff. And I finally said, uh, you got any plans for the weekend? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite right. Good stuff. Good, good stuff, stuff, mate. Good stuff. Volcano scientists issued an alert Wednesday. Thank you for letting us in, Joe. Thank you for (laughs) for really truly letting letting us into your private life. And ordering a parts catalog sounds just thrilling. Sounds like a big day. Wonderful life. It was a big day. It's a good life. (laughs) It's from Rimmer Brothers. That's where else do you go? Right. Right. (laughs) Well, is that a two part business? (laughs) Oh God. Don't, oh, don't. Yeah. He doesn't get the reference. Don't said. Don't do it. Should I just watch the Bobber King? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Point, yeah. At this point, yeah. it'd be better. Yeah. So well, what's can- your dad do? He owns a right. <laughs> Rimmer Brothers. Don't. Matthew. Volcano. Don't. Volcano. We're PG here. Yep. Gotcha. Volcano scientists issued an alert yesterday, warning a cloud of ash from an eruption more than a century ago was headed toward Alaska's Kodiak Island. The ashes from the powerful 1912 eruption of Novarupta, a volcano on the Alaska Peninsula that dropped volcanic ash that's still visible, believe it or not, today. I had to tell him. Strong northwesterly winds in the vicinity of him. Yeah. That's, did he walk out? Where'd he go? No. No, he's, he's there. He pick himself there. up the oh, fo- off the floor. Head, head on the desk. God, God, so I hear you got a new job. Yep. <laughs> Working for River Brothers. I can't wait to see what part you get. Well, started as an intern, so, you know, oh, wow. entry level. I'm going to skip right by the rest of that volcano story. John, a volcano up point. there, you, you can get them. Yeah, for, for 100 years ago, they're getting ash up there. Oh, that. really? Really? Yeah. 
Oh, now you're, now you're interested. I would have found that story interesting. I'm sorry. Since no. this show has gone off the rails, I'm going to be honest what I've been doing here the last five minutes, and I need help from GLers and possibly you, Joe, and maybe you, John. I'm not going to help you because you haven't been paying attention to the show. I think that oh, I saw goodness. Benny Golson at the Ted Mann Concert Hall in the 90s. Okay. And I think Mr. Hubbard might have been the person that brought him to town. Who, I, Benny Olson? Benny Golson. Golson, an oh. old bebop jazz saxophonist. Oh. Well, Mr. Hubbard is a jazz fan. We know that. He's a big and Brubeck. Dave Brubeck. Brubeck. Yeah. And yeah. I, rem- I, th- I thought there was a kind of a dress code. And um, wait, 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 wait. A friend well, of mine found coming it. back. Oh, no, it's not there. Uh, and I just need somebody to confirm that I'm not losing my mind. Did I see Benny Golson well, in the 90s at Ted Mann? If there was a uh, dress code, you presumably would not have been there. No, from... I know I was there. Right, right. I just don't know if it was Golson. <laughs> well, anyway. I, 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 okay, well then. <laughs> yep. Uh, Benny be. Golson's best composition? Killer Joe. Killer Joe's a great song. Okay, Mr. F. I'm going to... I'm going to continue on here if nobody cares. Well, wrap it up there, John. Give us another one that we'll pay attention to. Yeah, good one. Supply chain issues are causing a problem for some Canadian pubs. They can't get any Irish beer in. Oh, no. Sean Heather is the owner of the Irish Heather Shabin Bar. He says when he came to Canada 30 years ago, he couldn't get a good pint of Guinness anywhere, so he decided to build his business plan around others looking for a proper pint. He said, for me, it's like the cornerstone of everything I've achieved in my 26 years of business, so it's a little bit unnerving to see that cornerstone not be there anymore. He's fallen victim to the supply chain crisis as the Guinness taps at the Vancouver landmark have run dry. So he's had to put in a local porter to make up for the loss. He says that doesn't work because Guinness usually is about 75% of his beer sales and the new product is only about 45%. So he says he's taking quite a hit. Other Irish beers like Harp Lager and Kilkenny are also out of stock. And exactly when a new shipment of Guinness will arrive is anyone's guess. Heather says he's been told his product is on backlogged ships off San Diego. Thank you, John. Yeah. We'll return, won't we, Chris? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Scoot over Body Works and Glass up in Shoreview, down in Shoreview, over in Shoreview, wherever you're coming from. It's our one-stop family-owned third-generation body shop. They're on E, County E and Lexington just east of Lexington, a half a step in Shoreview, the sole sponsor of today, Positive Thursday at GL. Mr. Positive, Mike Schoonover is here. Uh, Hiya, Michael. Hey, Kenny. Good to have you back. So you sent me some photos this morning, and it reminded me of a story of a buddy of mine. He was in a band, had a really cruddy Econoline van, and just for the fun of it, he took his uh, father-in-law's 357 and pumped a couple of rounds in the side of the van, you know. A week later, he's driving down the freeway. He gets pulled over because there were bullet holes in his van. And, you know, he got the once over twice from the trooper, and that's fine. But you sent me photos of a car this morning that looks like it has multiple bullet holes in and this is the new normal, isn't it? Now you guys you guys are now repairing bullet holes. And I shouldn't be laughing, but it's just so absurd. That's the that's the times we're living in now. Yeah, it's crazy, Kenny. You know, there's no repair procedures for bullet holes. 
Yeah, I was uh, wondering about that. <laughs> in a 2021, uh, in a 2021 vehicle, there's no repair procedures. Uh, you know, a couple of those panels are just going to be replaced because they're bolt-on. But there's some welded-on panels there that we're going to be welding shut. But uh, the inner strut, you know, those bullet holes, those, you know, that's the outside of the car. Yeah. That bullet kept traveling, and uh, yeah. so there's interior damage and inner yeah. structure damage and all the, kinds of a messy stuff. They're calling what we call it range ammo, and and the the horrible thing about range ammo, you use it on the shooting range, unless it's got something really really solid, it just keeps going until it just lose finally loses steam. It doesn't break up. It just keeps going. Yeah, the fortunate thing is is uh, there was a, a a mom and a kid in that car. Oh, and, uh, oh, and they're they're okay. So that's 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 the most important thing. But yeah, yeah of course, a, yeah, it's a new normal, I guess. So uh, just because I'm curious, in the case of a bullet hole, that you, it's not a bolt down piece, so you weld it shut and then you mud it up, smooth it over, and, and do the paint right. That what else can you do? Well, we don't use the word or the terminology "mudded up." <laughs> That's um, what we use out in the country. <laughs> we're not. We're not in the country. Um, no. Yeah. Well, you you have the gist of it. We yeah we uh, we'll weld it up and and make sure that everything's flat on the metal and yeah, finish it off. Yeah. And, and then the you know the important thing is not number not only do you finish the outside, but you also have to uh, coat the inside, make sure that the inside, the backside of it, doesn't rust. Right, and uh, we got to treat that appropriately. So, yeah. oh boy, and then you've got another photo here. You should do this every day. I find this fascinating. Some of these jobs, what daunting tasks! You've got the whole front end out of a car, uh, in, including I don't know. We wouldn't call it the axle. What? It's a front wheel drive car. The engine's on it, and uh, part of the suspension and everything. You pull it all out. What was that about? Was that a frame rail deal or something? Yeah, so that's uh that's a Honda Odyssey van and that's the front drivetrain. So that's the engine, the transmission, the front wheels, the suspension, that type of thing. Uh all came out so that we can put this uh frame rail uh piece in that got that's not you know, it's not repairable, you have to replace it. So we're going to be replacing it with a factory Honda part. Who who started uh, Schoonover? Was it your great grandpa or your grandpa? My my uh my grandpa Chuck. What would also known as Red what would Red say right, if he were here to see this? Uh, I mean, how things have changed. My goodness. <laughs> wow. Well, I, think, I think my grandpa liked to tip a few back in the day, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe he would have tipped a few more here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, this is why you have a mechanic on hand. That, that's why anything auto-related, you guys can handle at Schoonover Body Works. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have any choice. You have to. From motors and trannies, uh, body work, you name it, glass, tires. Uh, and I'm surprised you still do oil change. But GLers, if, if you just need an oil change to winterize your car, get it ready for winter, Schoonover's the place. They do it all. 80 years in business in Shoreview. And you folks, Mike, you're always rated right up there. One of the best shops in the metro. GLers, uh, thank you so much for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Yesterday, perhaps naively, I was quite taken with the idea that an endangered small red fox in the northern uh, Sierras uh, was able to survive the uh, Dixie fire. Mm. Uh, and I got a note here from Kevin McDonald who said I was just catching up on the podcast 
Uh, I found it fascinating that the family of foxes, I believe one was tagged, would drift away from danger and death. They actually could track how they would run and move away from a large fire. That That reminded me of an article I read in the Pioneer Press a while back. To avoid danger and death, I read that certain birds actually fly south when the weather gets really cold. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, and please try the deluxe potato salad from the Grund. It's fabulous. I huh. didn't know you could get potato salad I at Grund I actually Grundwaffers. saw it the last time I was there. I almost yeah, but, acquired it. Well, there's it. nothing better than meatloaf and potato salad. Time out. Wait a minute. Deluxe. Wait, wait. Deluxe? It's like, it's like dengue. Yeah. But this is major. This major is major potato, major potato, potato salad. Deluxe. From Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Uh, great selection of soup meats at this time of year, but I was unaware of the great potato salad. The deluxe potato no, salad. No, next time I go there, I'm going to get. I'm gonna review. I'm, I'll tell you if I don't like because potato salad's got to be done right. And I if know. it's with the red potatoes instead of the regular potatoes, yeah, even let's, better. Let's go. Nice That's touch. That's the one thing my mother made that was better than any anybody else's. The really? one thing. Potato salad? The one thing only. Potato salad. Mm. Very good. But doesn't that sound good with brats or anything yes, that, yes, that's, yes. that's available at Grunhofer's? The Wagyu beef, you know, the steaks, the burgers, the ham, potato salad and ham. Just get it some goes reg- with everything. Get some regular ground beef, make some sloppy joes, and, and have potato salad. Deluxe. That's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Damn. Meats. The original location is on Highway 61, just north of downtown Hugo, and then a newer location, the newest, on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just east of Interstate 35E. Uh, I didn't know you were going to go back to the Fox story because uh, loyal listener Mike did submit audio of the Fox attempting to leave the forest uh, amidst the forest fire. When I told the folks back home that I was coming to Octor Mokti, they said, wear the fox hat. Yeah, you got to wear the fox hat when you're, when you're traveling. <laughs> Tonight's the night, you guys. The, fox the longest partial lunar eclipse in hundreds oh, of years. that's right. Really? Are we going to be able to see it what here? Time a nearly total lunar eclipse is expected tonight, Thursday to Friday. NASA said the moon will be so close to opposite the sun on November 19th that it will pass through the southern part of the shadow of the Earth for a nearly total lunar eclipse, NASA said on its website. Now that is something to celebrate tonight. The eclipse will last three hours, 28 minutes, and 23 seconds, making it the longest in centuries. Only a small sliver of the moon will be visible during the eclipse. About 97% of the moon will disappear into Earth's shadow as the sun and moon pass opposite sides of the planet, according to Earth sky. The moon should appear to be a reddish-brown color as it slips into the shadow. The eclipse will be visible in many parts of the world, including North America, Eastern Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. For U.S. East Coast observers, the partial eclipse begins a little after 2 a.m., reaching its maximum at 4 in the morning, NASA Hmm. reported. For observers on the West Coast, that translates to beginning just after 11 p.m., with a maximum at 1 a.m. So let's do the math. What would it translate for us? If it re- if it's 2 a.m. in New York, what time is it here? 1. 1 a.m. So, so 1 a.m. You'd have to be up at 1 a.m. and it Not would be done. Not a problem. Done 1 no, to 2 to That three. is a problem. If I am up at 1, I got no chance of seeing it <laughs> or remembering that I saw it. Well, I think it's over there. Tonight's the night. And... Uh, the bets are that I won't see it. Uh, Kelsey is among those who say I don't no, have a stand yeah, a chance. Yeah, no, 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 don't stand event. a chance That's of a seeing event. it. That's a stellar event. 
the topic of malaprops came up yesterday, and uh, GLers wanted to weigh in on a few of them. And I, uh, well, and this guy wants to know where he can order flags. I don't know what to tell P- GLers flags, who still yeah. want the flag. They uh, they were not available for the holiday pop up shop, even though they were highly suggested by members of the staff. Oh boy, got it covered. Uh, this isn't exactly a malaprop, but it's still funny. My bride and I were talking about a close relative's indecisiveness. My wife used the term wishy-washy. She reconsidered, though, saying, I'm not sure if it was wishy-washy is the right word. I immediately started chuckling and said, so you're saying that you're not quite ready to commit to using the term wishy-washy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's wasn't wishy-washy good. from... Huh. Uh, one of the guys Shucks. said that. It's one like of the guys. It's they, like they, a they New that. Yorker cartoon, isn't it? Charles Schultz used wishy-washy <laughs> often in his cartoons. Only. Only? Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park and Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans. And again, this is not the Lymans' fault, but another dull day in our history. Should oh, we no. add it's the eight-year-and-one-day anniversary yeah. of, uh, <laughs> what was the place, John? Help me. Uh, yesterday? I don't remember. It's a casino. The casino. Oh, yeah, right? Jackpot Casino. Junction. Jackpot, there we go. Jackpot Junction. On this day in 1938, the University of Minnesota's Green Hall, named in honor of Forrester Samuel B. Green, was dedicated. Mm. Huh. Yeah, good deal. Wow. 1985, the Liberian freighter Socrates, uh, we all know this story, ran aground on Minnesota Point in Duluth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excursion buses carried tourists to view the stranded ship, which was later freed by tugs or as someone i used to work with on the radio called it so crates yeah so i drove up to look at it i drove up to look at it and do a column did you it was really uh, an optical phenomenon Hmm. this if you stood on the beach all you could see was the boat the the vessel you couldn't see over and around it got it why don't you bring that column back for since yeah why don't you trot that gem out for tomorrow not a bad i'm not joking or this weekend We you, know what, you, know, you, know, you know what I saw going up 35? The most nostalgic. Is this in 85? This was back in 1985. I saw the most nostalgic truck, a red steak truck that was in perfect condition uh, carrying Christmas trees. And it was a, a, probably like a, a truck a from the 1940s Norman with the Rockwell. varnish. It was a Norman Rockwell with the varnish steaks and a load of Christmas trees. Well, that's cool. It was very... Uh, very interesting. Uh, not to distract you, but I'm going to book you for a, a tree lot shift. Oh, boy. We've got to do that this year. Yeah. We have to. It's I know requested. my trees. I know it's my trees. It's been requested. Yeah. What was your selling point? This one holds its needles. Yeah, hold its needles. <laughs> and on this day in 1993, the Frederick R. Weissman Art Museum at the University of Minnesota oh, opened. I was there. Sculptor and architect Frank O. Gary won an award from Progressive Architecture Magazine in 1991 for his design of the building. Oh, Is that the that aluminum magazine. type yes. thing I see when yeah, I'm right on the river road. bridge there? I think they still have a Jackson Pollock hanging in there. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throw some paint around. And Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, it's Great not stuff. that Good stuff. simple, John. Oh, how do you spell Weissman? W e i s m a n n. Is there two s's? One in. Don't ask me about spelling. Well, I have it. Roll the dice. <laughs> you still looking for it? Mm, me? W e i s m a n. 
I'm already on it. Oh, are we still on? <laughs> we are. And I am going <laughs> to... Thank you, GLers. Wait, I'm going to get you... Give me 30 <laughs> seconds, because it's oh, good I'm to sorry. the Max Day. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, it's a good cause. Good it, cause. It is give to the Max Day, and they're already... I have been emailed twice for two GLers. Uh, one made a really nice contribution, uh, and I want to appreciate that. We're talking about give to the Max Day. Uh, it's a great opportunity to give to many different charities. I suggest that you give to Second Stork. It's a charity that I started, co-founded in 2008. No red tape, no politics, no religious preaching, anything like that. Our goal uh, is through social workers. They give starter kits to newborns, to parents that may get, uh, they were unemployed for a while. Maybe it's uh, new immigrants uh, or just people that don't have anything. The social workers are the ones that give out these bags and cribs. And some of these kids are so poor, they might be sleeping either in the bed with the parents, which is, which is a no-no, or in a Rubbermaid, a Tupperware, which no baby should be doing that. So You do good work, Rook. They this get all really free cool. of charge. I normally don't a hog on this, but if you could, 10 bucks from a GLer. If we had our followers on um, Facebook... Each give ten dollars, we'd raise over two hundred thousand bucks. Holy yeah. mackerel! So anyway, it's just my plea: secondstork.org. But go to Give to the Max Day twenty twenty one. I don't care if you give five dollars; we'll take it because nobody gets a salary at this uh, charity. Secondstork.org. Thank you. Thank you, Jackson, uh, Jackson Pollock, number four, gray and red, still hangs in the Weissman. Now, if huh. we could just sell that and give the proceeds to Second Stork, right. we'd be in business. <laughs> Okay, folks, PodMN is your housing place for all of the podcasts that you want to get into, whether it's crime, sports, humor, or common sense like Garage Logic. It's PodMN. Then you can flip over to YouTube, and YouTube's got some great Garage Logic stuff, but in order to see it, you need to subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube page on Garage Logic, then flip over and follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. And check us out on Facebook, because the Facebook page has some life. Yes. I'll tell you that right now. And that's a child. Let's uh, let the festivities for Thanksgiving commence. <laughs> Le festivity commence maintenant. It starts now. It starts now. Now. What do you think's in here? It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And GLers have been telling you for some time now, pick up that phone and make that call today for that free, yes, I said free, 48 minute financial consultation. And you do so just like I did by calling 952 925 5608. That number once again is 952 925 5608. You call that number and you get Josh, and you also get straight talk. You never get sugar. Coded advice, and Josh is on the line with us now. And Josh, you'd like to discuss more earnings and stupidity today. We'll get to the stupidity part as we go on, but earnings, earnings, earnings. Definitely, the earnings are showing the consumer presented with a bargain is back, and that owes not only here in the United States but in China as well. When I say not only here in the United States, take a look at local Macy's, formerly uh, Dayton's. Macy's finally beat, raised their guidance for the full year. Thank digital, stock took off. Same store sales 
up very nicely. BJ Wholesale, same store sales up. They did very well. Cold store, has that been a lagger? Finally, on the bargains that they offer, maybe even a little with their deal with Amazon. Beat and raise their stock up five bucks. Petco, a store back from the dead. Market symbol, woof, they beat and raise. Again, same store sales, better than expected. China, JD.com, another beat and raise stock up. But a competitor in China, Alibaba, which is involved in all manner of goods and services, they missed badly. Their stock continued to tumble. JD looks like a better choice to go in China. Cisco on the tech front. Cisco cut their guidance. Their stock was down again. Cisco is still old tech trying to get into new tech. New tech, NVIDIA. That stock is unbelievable. They beat on gaming chip data center and a little talk about the metaverse. Their stock jumped $30 a share, $323 a share, a big beat, and that helped boost semiconductor chips across the board, particularly those that are involved in data centers, gaming, even with cars, in particular electric vehicles. On the downside, well, they're the electric vehicle uh, companies. Rivian, big electric truck company that has a deal with Amazon. Amazon's a 20% shareholder of Rivian, has already ordered trucks from them. Their stock had been a stellar performer for many days since it went public. Last two days, a reversal, a lot of profit taking as large-scale investors kind of questioned the valuation. Lucid Motors beat on their earnings call, saw a big increase in their share price, and they that also came down. Bear in mind, both Rivian and Lucid, there aren't a lot of shares outstanding so volatility is going to be a key here. Amazon, favorite Amazon is on a tear coming close to a recent high. Amazon has had some issues with Visa in the UK, and that has pushed down Visa's stock as we speak. PayPal also admits, so I would be a little bit cautious on some of the fintech stocks for the time being. Stupidity, Senator Warren is at it again, now calling for an SEC investigation into the recent Trump back offer through Digital World Acquisition Company. We've already mentioned this, you know, weeks ago. This is a little bit on the stupid side. We just want to keep Donald Trump, keep going after Donald Trump on something. Give it a rest already. Please, Senator Warren, give it a rest. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Pick up that phone and make that call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time in the chat. Have a great weekend, and we'll do this again next week. You too. Thanks. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.